I Do Podcast, Episode 17. Welcome to IDoPodcast.com, where fun and inspiring relationship experts, therapists, and couples share tips and advice that will help lead you to a fulfilling and happy relationship. Let their guidance illuminate your path to happiness. Are you ready to create lasting love? And now, your hosts, Chase and Sarah. Do you have a topic that you'd like to hear more about or a relationship question you'd like answered? Email us at info at idopodcast.com and we'll be sure to add it to one of our upcoming episodes. We're very excited to introduce our guest today, Monique Boyd. Hi, Monique. Hi, how, how are, are you? you? Great, how are you today? Pretty good, pretty good. Excited about the interview today. Great, well, we're happy to have you on. Monique is a certified relationship coach and matchmaker, helping busy professionals find love in lasting relationships. She strives to help singles discover new ways of thinking, inspire them to pursue their dreams, and help empower them to make better decisions in their lives. She is also a certified professional astrologer and spiritual intuitive who uses these techniques to understand who you are on a soul level and matches you with like-minded singles accordingly. We've given our listeners just a little overview, so take a minute, tell us about yourself, and why you enjoy helping people find lasting relationships. Yeah, so I started probably really early, just growing up, I would read all relationship books, as I'm sure all teenage girls yeah. do, <laughs> but I was I was totally obsessed with it, and I was obsessed with matching my, my girlfriends, and you know, I'd be up all night long on the phone with them, crying with them over breakups, and happy when they were together with someone, and so it's interesting because it blossomed into me becoming a dating coach, like a right, a few years after college. Now, I wasn't officially certified as a dating coach, but I was still coaching my my girlfriends and my friends. And eventually, later on, I became a certified dating coach. Um, And interestingly enough, I became a a traditional dating coach, which is uh, what I am now. And then years later, I became a matchmaker. Uh, So I'm I'm excited because my passion, I finally got to, you know, uh, live out my passion. So that's That's why I'm here. Yeah, and I, you know, I've always been, you know, an advocate for great relationships and healthy relationships, and so that's why I wanted to really uh, go out there and pursue my dream. And over the the past few years, it seems like, particularly uh, having grown up in a more traditional era, I would say, and now where we are now with texting and email and online dating, it's become more uh, challenging to date, and so I feel as though people really need the help that I give them. And I'm happy to to do that. Absolutely. And I think a lot of us uh, women listening can really relate to, you know, staying up late and, and talking to our girlfriends and crying. And it's, it's really cool that you kind of turned what you were passionate about into your career. Yeah, it's 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 so exciting. It's it's. I had a client the other day that you know I matched her up with, uh, uh, hopefully her future husband, and she's just she's just in heaven right now. She's like, oh my god, he called me. I can't believe it. What should I say? And I'm like, well, say hello. I mean, <laughs> start with that. So <laughs> so she she's so excited, and I mean, you just get the joy from having match people or help them out with relationships. I don't think there's any other joy in the world for me. You know, I don't do this for money. I definitely do it to help others. 
Awesome. Well, I think we're going to help a lot of our listeners today with our topic, balancing friendship with courtship. Yeah, yeah. So with with that, you know, so I did write an article on your uh, your tango about balancing of friendship with courtship, and the article actually started was I guess inspired by a girlfriend. I was talking to a girlfriend on the phone, and she's like, "Oh, you know, people just jump right into the you know wanting to get married, the expectations of marriage or sex or whatever." And we were just kind of having conversations like, "Oh my God, I need to write about this," mm-hmm. um, because I go back to the days where you know when I was growing up and I had high school school sweetheart and, and, and even my current sweetheart, how we started really being friends first before we actually jumped into the, the sex or the, uh, you know, the expectations of marriage. And, and you know, it, it doesn't seem like that is happening today. Excellent. Well, you talk about a reason that a lot of relationships fail is because they are not based on a solid friendship. Yeah, yeah. And again, it's the the expectations of you know women, particularly over thirty five or over thirty. You know, we get we have those biological clocks, and we're like, come on, come on, come on. Like, you know, where's he gonna come? And mm-hmm. what you know, when you meet the guy, you, you're on a date, and you're like, okay, okay. So what are we gonna do now? I need to speed this along because I need to have babies, and <laughs> you know, and and unfortunately, the guy, unfortunately, the guy may get scared, and she may actually scare him off. So. Um, and, and of course, from the male perspective, and it usually happens this way, you know, from what I've what I've observed is that men generally, and I'm, I'm over generalizing, but um, there, there's usually this expectation of sex uh, by the third or fourth date or whatever, um, particularly for the younger ones. I can't speak for maybe older men, but younger men tend to have that that expectation, and so there's really no. Um, foundation there. With, with all these uh, competing expectations, there's no foundation. And really, there's nothing like starting a relationship with your, your true friend. You know, I, I go back to my, my current sweetheart, the, uh, the guy that I'm dating now, and, you know, we've established a friendship. I mean, we see each other every day. I know his likes, his dislikes. I know his favorite colors. I know when he's down, when he's up. I mean, and I can't say every day is a good day, but I do know his, his bad days. I know his good days and we work it out. I give you a good example. Like this week has been, it's been pretty challenging this week. It's been a lot of things happening. Um, so it's been pretty challenging, but interestingly enough, we always know what to say to cheer each other up. And we can always say something funny. Like this morning I said something, he was like, you are just so funny. And we just started <laughs> laughing about it. Like it's just one of those things that he was like, Oh my God. And we don't, we don't even know what we were like challenged about. Like what are we arguing about? Right. Like what? <laughs> so it's, and that's what happens when you're friends first, when you have that foundation, you can light each other up, light each other's world up. And I would argue that a lot of times when you start off like that, sometimes you know that person more than, you know, they're more than um, their own family knows, you know, that person. Mm-hmm. So it's always really nice to kind of set that foundation. Do you have any recommendations for starting a friendship first? Maybe someone's doing online dating and they meet somebody that they really like and they connect with. What would you say the next steps are to building on that friendship before they move into a serious boyfriend-girlfriend relationship? So I would definitely recommend going slow. I, there's, there's there's no rush. I mean, you're, you're out there dating. Um, you are enjoying each other's 
each other's company. You're becoming, you're establishing a companionship. Just enjoy that. Slow down. You know, let the person take you on a date if, if that's what you want. You know, let the person take you on a date. Um, enjoy each other. You know, find out about the person's family. That That's the time that you set that. You know, know about the person's family. Know a little bit about the person. Get to know the person. Uh, I mean, this is when you really start to really build on that friendship. You know, you have to ask yourself, you go on a date, do I like the person? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. I mean, I, I say that, but a lot of times I see people that are in relationships and I'm like, I don't think they really like each other. They're just <laughs> going really through the don't. motions. Exactly. They're going through the motions and I think they're with each other for convenience. So the first thing I would say to someone out there dating is just get to know the person and say, do I like this person? Can I see myself with this person um, long term? Maybe there's a possibility, maybe not. But that's where you would start establishing that friendship and starting to uh, build on that. Yeah, and you talk about in your article going back to when you were kids and how you were just friends and I guess as we get older, sex and and other relationship things just complicate it, but really break it down to just being friends and concentrating on that is is such an important foundation to to build a great relationship. Yeah, I, I, you know, I go back to when we were kids. I, you know, I, I'll say a little bit about myself. I grew up in a very religious household, so I wasn't allowed to do a lot of things that maybe my peers were allowed to do. You know, I wasn't allowed to have boys in my house past like 10 o'clock. Like mm-hmm. it was like 10 o'clock was a curfew. That was it. You had to go. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so I remember being, you know, me and my, um, my, my sweetheart at the time, I remember that, you know, we would nine o'clock, I think about, it would be about nine. 9.30, we'd be counting the clock down, like, oh, my God, you got to go We'd be like, oh, no. We'd, you know, we really liked each other. We loved each other. So we just, you know, it's, it's really simple because we just kind of, um, just the simplistic things in life, we would sit out on the curb and just look at the stars in the sky, and we would pick the stars out for each other, like, oh, my God, that's your star. No, that's my star. And we would do that for, like, a whole hour, like, an hour and a half, and, like, my mom and grandma would be like, Oh my God, you gotta come home. And so, you know, you remember things, and that's really what you want. You wanna, you sort of be able to, the guy, you know, that you marry, that you engage with, you wanna be able to sit out on the curve and pick all the stars out in the sky without doing anything. You wanna be able to have a full conversation with the person, pick the person's brain, and, and really have deep, you know, if that's for you, deep intellectual conversations with the person without doing anything, without going to the bedroom, without having the expectation of marriage or anything. But just sitting out and just having a great conversation and really enjoying that person's um, company. Because yeah. I think if, if you start out with that, it's just such a beautiful thing. And then that really blossoms into a relationship. That's where you get to the point that, okay, you know, I'm feeling a little bit better about him. I'm, I'm feeling like there's deeper feelings here. Maybe this can blossom into a relationship. And I feel like people don't always, you know, they don't always take that route. Particularly in the society that we're in now, we're in such a microwavable society mm-hmm. that people are like, okay, I got to get here, I got to get there. You know, sort of like when you're in your job, you're in a nine-to-five job, I got to get the report out, I got to get it done at this time. Well, love and relationships don't work like that. They they just don't. <laughs> you know, right. you can't get the report out by nine o'clock tomorrow. It's <laughs> not going to happen like that. And I think that we're all confused with that. And, that's probably caused a lot of confusion in relationships as well. 
Definitely. And and what happens if one person maybe doesn't like the title of a boyfriend or girlfriend? So they've established that friendship, but one person's not ready to take it to the next level. When do you address it or call it quits? Yeah, I'm glad you asked that question. I would definitely say, I, I would say you want to wait at least until the third or fourth month. I would say maybe the fourth month, after the third month, somewhere around that time frame, um, you know, you've been dating for a while, you know, you like the person, you sort of built, you know, a friendship together. So that's when you want to see, you know, can there be more to this, particularly if you want more. So, um, again, I would, I'm very traditional. So I would say for a woman, I think you have to see that he likes you, that he's interested in you. If you're still da- if you're dating each other by that, that um, time frame, then and obviously, you know, that person likes you and you can kind of address that and say, you know, um, have an open and honest conversation with the person and say, you know, I'd like to take this to another level. What do you think about that? Or, or somewhere, you know, something uh, to that effect of the conversation. You have to speak up about this. You do have to speak up about that or the friendship will go on and on and on and you won't have the boundaries or the structure in place. So that has to be done. It just has to be done, you know, I would say very, very lightly. I think the other scenario is where you're just friends with someone and you haven't dated anybody but you or haven't dated that person but you'd like to start dating that person. You'd like to build on that. And that's where I would say, you know, there has to be an interest from the other person. You know, I've been friends with, you know, I've I've had male friends that I knew didn't have an interest in me. So I, I didn't even bother taking it to the next level. I didn't have to say, hey, I'd like to take it to the next level because I knew they weren't interested in me. And you might say, well, how do you know, you know, if a guy is interested in you or whatever? I think you know. I think mm-hmm. that you sort of, you, there's sort of play fighting going on, you know. You may touch each other casually or whatever. Like, that tends to happen, and that's how you know that, that person is really into you. Again, I'm just speaking from, you know, traditional uh, perspective because that's how I grew up and that's how I date. Um, but, yeah, you, at, at a certain point, you have to be honest with yourself. If you want more out of that relationship, then you'll have to confront that person and ask them, is, could there be more, um, you know, from that friendship? Now, it is risky. I mean, you know, I won't sit here and lie. I mean, sometimes if you've built a great friendship, the person isn't into you. It could affect the relationship. That definitely can happen. I mean, it can go either way. He can say, "Uh uh-oh, she's starting to like me, and, you know, he could pull back. But I think if you started with that that uh, foundation of a friendship, I think it should go well. I think you'll definitely see that blossoming um, into a, you know, a budding new uh, relationship. I definitely, I agree with that. And I think that it, you almost have to address at a certain point whether it's becoming a relationship uh, of a boyfriend and girlfriend or just a friendship because if you don't, a lot of the times people's feelings can get hurt if that other person starts dating somebody and and that one person is just kind of left there thinking, well, you know, where are they? The yeah, page. they're not on the same page. Yeah, and I've, I've, I've seen that. I've seen that a lot of times where the person, where they're just friends and they're going along, there's no boundary, there's no structure in the relationship. And so one of the, per, one of the, one of the partners in that, that relationship uh, starts to date other pe- uh, someone else, and then the other person's like, wait a minute, what about us? Mm-hmm. We were dating. Well, what's, you know, what's going on here? But there's no boundaries with that. The person, they didn't speak up. They didn't uh, say whether they were boyfriend or girlfriend. And so, yeah, the other person's like, okay, well, then I'm going elsewhere. So that happens. That happens as well. But usually with that happening, because I've seen so many times, with that actually is the the 
sort of the initiation point where the one person that hasn't stepped up usually steps up and say, you know what? I'd like to be in a relationship with you. I actually have been all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, when I'm coaching women and I know that, that maybe their male friend isn't stepping up, I do coach them to date elsewhere. And I always know in the back of my mind, he's going to step up. If he's dating you and he's going out with you, he's going to step up eventually because he likes you. He doesn't want to see you with someone else. Mm-hmm. And usually that turns out to be um, uh, with, with the cases. Sometimes we just need that motivation. I say that inspiration, that motivation to kind of give us the push to know, you know what? person is moving on without you, you know, and usually the person, and it's usually the guy, I'm sorry, but it is, it usually men that it's like, you know what, I need to, I need to really, um, yeah, I don't want to lose her. I don't want to lose her. So maybe I should step up and maybe I should initiate the conversation so we can be in a, in a, a relationship. I've seen so many times with this, that with women, um, you know, they'll go along with the friendship because they think that that's what he wants. And so she's not getting what she wants out of the relationship. And so um, I've seen this happen. I've seen women be in these, you know, long-term friendships for maybe upwards to, you know, it could be five to ten years. And she's devastated eventually, yeah, and and gets devastated when eventually he just moves on. You know, maybe he's enjoyed that friendship and now he's moved on and she's left with nothing. And so that's probably the downside to not expressing yourself and not being open and honest, you know, uh, sooner rather than later. Yeah, and it seems like like a lot of the things we talk about on the podcast in relationships is communication is really key when you have this friendship yeah. is communicating what it is to you and then also getting that from your friend. Yeah, it's definitely key. And it's risky. It's definitely risky because it changes the dynamics of the friendship. It really, really does. Yeah. But you, the, the, but there's also the benefit that what what else, you know, what can happen from this? Well, you can get, you can, you know, get engaged and married to your best friend. Yeah. And some of the best things in life are risky. It's not all just cookie cutter. And, and I think that, like you said, it's, it's, it's a huge, it can be a huge benefit. It, it definitely can. Yeah. I've seen so many times that the person stepped up, you know, they said what they wanted and the other person's like, yeah, I think I want this. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Most definitely. Yeah. And I think you mentioned not being too quick to accept the the status quo. And I think that's something that can get in the way of this where you're like, oh, well, this is the way a, a relationship is supposed to go and not the way we're doing it. But I think starting it as a friendship is, is, uh, is a great way. Yeah, it, it, it sets the foundation. And the reason I say this is because um, if the person, if the couple should ever break up, usually the ones that are best friends will break up amicably. You won't have a lot of challenge. They'll understand that maybe they've parted ways, but they usually, if they start as friends, they'll end as friends. Even if there's, there's bitter, even if there's hurt involved, they'll, they'll still end as friends. They won't be hostile, you know, as hostile you know, for each other. And that's why, you know, starting with a friendship is so much better than just jumping into a relationship. But also, you know, it's just, you know, again, going back to being too quick to accept the status quo, you know, get what you want from the relationship. You know, I've seen women 
all the time, you know, get into relationships, and it could be men too. I don't want to leave out men, but I, I work with a lot of women, so I speak from that perspective, but I see women in relationships that they really want more out of the friendship. They want the relationship, but they won't, you know, they won't, um, they won't address it and they won't acknowledge that and have that open line of communication with their partner to let them know exactly what they want. And I think this is so, so important. And so they end up being miserable with the person that they call, consider their friend. Mm-hmm. And and usually, it, and it ends bitterly. Usually, they end, they they break up and they end bitterly because they didn't they didn't say exactly what they wanted. Eventually, it turns out well, and, and they go back to friends if they started as friends. But there's so many so many hurt feelings. So, you know, to avoid that, be open and honest with your your partner, or your significant other, your friend about what you want in the relationship. And if the person isn't you know isn't interested in more than that, well, then you have your answer. Then you can move on right. to other people. Well, at least you have your answer. At least it's there, and you don't have to go off wandering. Great. Well, it's it's like what you said at the end of your article. There's nothing like dating someone who is a true friend, and and there's really something to be said about that. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Well, what do you find is the most common reason people struggle in finding a, a lasting relationship? Yeah, so for me, from my perspective, I think the most common reason is because we all come from different backgrounds. Like I said at the beginning of the call, I came from a very uh, religious background. So like my sweetheart, is, he came from a non-religious background. So you can imagine the stress and the strife mm-hmm. involved right. in us you know, merging into one unit, because that's, that's where we're going. Um coming from different backgrounds, I have different morals, different values, and so do he. Now, we have things in common that we that we enjoy and we, we do together, but we still come from a different upbringing. Even though we lived in the same place, we still came from a different background, different parents, obviously, mm-hmm. different households, different morals, different values. And so that's where I think a lot of the struggles come in. Um, a lot of it, you can also say, you know, we can also go deeper with that and say that a lot of Times it's our childhood fears, our childhood traumas, any anxieties. All of this comes out into play when we're in relationships. So if you grow up and you have these fears, generally you you project them out on your partner in a relationship, and that's really where the the struggles um, can come into play. So it's really ironing those struggles out um, in that relationship. Um, and, and resolving them at that point. But that is the struggle. The good news about that is once you get out of the struggle phase, well, then you're ready to walk down the aisle because you've been through the storm. And so you know how to, you, you, you work the, the struggles out, you've ironed them out, um, you've developed good coping skills, skills, uh, communication skills, and now you're ready to really be married because now you can use those coping skills and those communication skills in marriage. Now we are going into the his and her round where Sarah and I each has a question that's on our minds. Sarah's up first. All right. Is there or are there any signs that he will not commit? So he won't take that friendship to the next level. Oh, any signs that, yeah, I would say that he, uh, you can talk about men around him and he will just give you advice. Because usually when guys like you, they don't want to talk about other men around you. Like yeah. usually there's there's a, there's an energy that mm, I don't really want to have this conversation. They shut it down. I, 
Yeah, the, the conversations get shut down. Like, like, let's say you go out on, you go out or you, you go out somewhere with a person and other guys are noticing you. Usually there should be a jealousy. There, there's sort of this energy of, you know, you're looking at my girl. You know, mm-hmm. if you, if you, if you don't, if that doesn't happen with him, he's not really interested. There, there's probably nothing there with that. I mean, there's other signs, but I think those are probably, you know, the, the biggest that I can think of at this, at this moment. Great. Well, my question is, after you've had a friendship and it doesn't materialize into a relationship, you've moved on, you end up finding a special someone and and your relationship grows, can you still be friends with that that previous person that you helped uh, develop into a relationship but didn't? Yeah, you know, that that's actually a great question. I've seen this happen. I would say you can be friends with the other person. Like, I'm still very good friends with my high school sweetheart. But we do have an understanding that I'm in a new relationship now. So, you know, he can't call me every day. He can't text me on a whim. Like, it doesn't happen like that. We have that boundary in place. We have that structure and those boundaries in place that I don't call him every day. He doesn't call me every day because he's in a relationship, and I respect that relationship. He respects my relationship relationship. But if there's something that he wanted that he needed from me, yeah, sure, I'll I'll definitely, you know, be there for him in that aspect. But we definitely know each other's boundaries and and we we expect uh, respect each other's relationships. Excellent. So yeah, just you can do it, but just really important to communicate those boundaries. Yeah, definitely. Communicate those boundaries and have boundaries because I know of a lot of people that don't have those boundaries in place. Definitely cause some trouble um, in their relationship. And they have that trouble, exactly. And so the boundaries are very important when you're dealing with, you know, uh, uh, previous spouses or or previous, you know, ex-relationships. Yeah. Well, now it's time for our favorite part of the interview, the lasting love round. We'll ask you a series of questions and you'll respond with great information to help set the foundation for a lasting relationship. We love it. Our listeners love it. So, Monique, are you ready to help us build lasting love? I am, I am. <laughs> Let's build love. <laughs> All right. <laughs> What's one thing couples can do on a daily basis to help improve their relationship? I have to tell you, the, the one thing that I absolutely love that I know people will find very challenging is to really give thanks and appreciation to your your spouse or your significant other every day. I realize this is challenging, but it's just so, it's one of those little things that you can do every day to show your partner, your significant other, that you really cherish them, you, you appreciate them. If it's just your, your, your spouse taking the garbage out or washing dishes, oh my God, thank you, sweetheart. You know, just the little things that you do, the appreciation, I appreciate you taking the garbage I appreciate you doing the dishes. I appreciate you helping the kids out with their homework. Just little things that you can do every day. And I think that that builds up in in the bank account, in our trust. I call it the trust bank account every single day. But if I can give another one, I would also say if you can't do that one, I have another one for you. Be a good listener, definitely. I mean, even if you, you forget to thank your your spouse, you know, every day you can't do it every day, just be a good listener. You know, when your partner comes home from work and they, and they look tired or they had a long day, just listen to them. A lot of times we just want to be listened to. You know, how often do you just 
do you sit down and say, you know what, baby, how was your day today? You know, and, and, and allow your spouse to get everything on their mind, you know, off, off their mind and just kind of share it with you. So I think if you did those two things every day, I definitely think you'd have a great, um, great relationship. Is there a book or resource you recommend for couples? Yes, one of my favorite two books, the first book I, I love is uh, called Crucial Confer- Con- uh, Conversations. There's another one called Crucial Confer- Confrontations, but this book really gives you techniques for ha- for how to develop great communication skills with others. It's actually a book, I think, that was geared and targeted for business professionals, but I've read it, and I, I believe that you can really use this in relationships. So that's a book, again, I think that you can develop really good relationships, uh, conflict uh, uh, resolution skills. Um, I find it to be great. I always go back to that when I'm, doing, when I'm uh, coaching my clients. The second book, you probably, you may have heard of it, Five Love Languages. That's a mm. great book for understanding yes. yourself. I'm sure that's been, that's been a bestseller. For, so those are my two, like, absolute go-to books uh, for uh, co- communication skills and just really understanding your partner. Great. Well, those two books will be on your show notes page on our website at idopodcast.com, and our listeners can go there and uh, find those great resources. Great, great. We're getting married this year. Is there any advice you would give to engaged couples or newlyweds? Sure. Well, first, congratulations are in water. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I would definitely say, you know, keep the faith in each other. Keep the faith definitely in in yourself first. First, but keep the faith in each other, you know, support each other, um, keep the faith in your relationship. So many times you go through trials, and you and you, you will. I mean, all relationships go through storms, but I think if you just kept the faith in each other throughout the storm, I definitely think that you guys will make it and be together for years and years. So that's definitely my best advice to you. If you could give just one single piece of advice for a successful relationship, what would it be? I would say never stop doing the things you did to win over your partner. It is Mm. so important. If you gave flowers in the beginning of the relationship, (laughs) you know, give flowers, you know, give flowers, you know, throughout the relationship. Don't stop doing the little things. You know, if you you guys rub each other's feet in the beginning of the relationship, rub rub each other's feet now, you know, keep (laughs) that going. You know, a lot of times I see couples stop doing that, you know, because you have the kids. Oh, my God, the kids. I got, I got to take the kids to the, you know, school. I got to do this. I got to cook and clean. I got to, you know, I'm coming home from work. I'm stressed out. But they don't understand that the relationship needs nurturing. So you have to kind of continue to nurture that relationship despite all the obstacles. And, and there are obstacles out there. But if you keep doing the things you did in the beginning of a relationship, we'll definitely have a, 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 a prosperous and healthy relationship. We love it. It looks like I got a, I got a foot rub coming up then. <laughs> and flowers. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Monique. We've really enjoyed hearing all the advice you've given us and our listeners today. So let's finish by having you tell our listeners where they can find you, and then we'll say goodbye. 
Yeah. So I my website is livelovespire.com. So there's a lot of good stuff there. Um, as you said in the beginning, I do day coaching, matchmaking. I do a strap here to intuitive services. So hopefully your listeners will find something that they like there. Um, I also have a book out, Live, Love, Aspire. I do have a book. It's on, it's, uh, on Amazon.com. So if you want more information, more dating advice, definitely Great. check out my book. I'm, I'm on Facebook as well, Live, Love, Aspire. And you can follow me on Twitter as well. Awesome. Well, our listeners can find all the information and links of today's episode on idopodcast.com. Go to the podcast tab and you'll be in the archives. Thank you so much for all your generous knowledge and for taking the time to come on our show today. Thank you. Are you interested in learning five ways to improve your relationship on a daily basis? How about five tips for engaged couples or newlyweds? This information and more is our free gift to you when you go to idopodcast.com and subscribe to our mailing list. Thank you so much for joining us today on I Do Podcast. Head on over to idopodcast.com for full recaps of every show, relationship resources, tips, and advice. Your path to a successful and lasting relationship awaits you. Are you ready to create lasting love?